0: From the Allen Media Worldwide Headquarters Studios, high atop two Turtle Creek, this is Deconstructing Dallas. Greetings everyone, this is Ryan Trimble, your host here on the mic, joined today by the always civic-minded Sean Williams. Sean, good day sir.
1: Good day. This is a civic-minded episode of Deconstructing Dallas for sure. I mean, we're going to be talking to one of the candidates for Dallas City Council. We'll be talking about the Dallas mayoral endorsements. Early voting has started.
0: Early voting has begun. People are doing their civic duty in our great city. And hopefully a lot more than usual. Vote, Sean, would be nice to see an uptick in voter participation. Uh, We shall see how that turns out. But either way... People will be voting and uh, electing new leadership for our city. Yes, I hope
1: that we can all step up to the challenge. Do, do you see what I did there? Uh, yes, yes, My I do. step game has, has definitely come yes. back. Yes, I,
0: this is, uh, of course, in reference to Sean's uh, Back in the Fitbit game.
1: Everyone, Bagman. I mean, you killed it last week. You won yes. by like twenty thousand steps, yes. so I had to. I bumped up against ninety thousand steps for the week. Yeah, man. Late at night, I had to like go around the block a couple times. I knew you were, <laughs> were killing it. So yeah, man. Um, so we are excited about our interview, but even before we get to that, we mentioned that early voting has started, and um, also the Dallas Morning News took an interesting turn by. What was the word that they use? Consider. Telling us to consider. Yes. Three candidates that they recommended.
0: Three candidates in their recommendation for mayor. Of course, there are nine individuals running uh, to be the next mayor to succeed. Uh, Mike Rawlings, uh, as the mayor of Dallas, to take, take hold uh, of, the, of the horseshoe down at uh, 1500 Marilla Street. So, uh, you know... I was just glad to see that our my friend and yours, Sean Lynn McBee, was included in the consideration.
1: Yeah, it was nice to see that the Dallas Morning News did recommend Lynn McBee and her candidate her her platform about getting back to the basics, I think we've seen again for our client has really taken hold. I've seen a lot of folks when we go out to forums who feel like between that, talking about streets, infrastructure, and public safety, that that's that's the way that, that they want to go with the city, and the Dallas Morning News recognized that. So congratulations to Lynn, congratulations to Lynn's campaign, and um, you know, got a few more days to keep this going, like yeah. ten days, right?
0: Th- 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 through April 30th, early voting runs through April 30th. Uh, you can vote. Uh, you can vote anywhere during early voting, anywhere in the county. Uh, come Election Day, Saturday, May 4th. Uh, May the 4th be with you, May Sean.
1: May the 4th. man, we are on... We are simpatico today. That was <laughs> That's like right. exactly what I was thinking. That's right. Now, are you an early voter or are you
0: an election day voter? Uh, I am an early voter. It's funny, Mrs. Trimble, also in politics, uh, heavily involved in the political game. She's an election day voter.
1: I don't know why. I mean, there are, uh, there are a lot of election day voters here in our office.
0: Yes, there are. I am not one of those. I like to wait until I get kind of the last few bits of mail, so I'm kind of like a Friday, Saturday. Uh, of early voting voter um, I don't like to go on the first day unless I'm for some reason going out of town but um, you know I don't have any trips to the beach planned anytime soon Sean so I will be here I'll probably vote Friday or Saturday uh, and uh, you know cast my vote and I will be supporting Lynn and right. look forward to Seeing more across our city, support Portland.
1: I usually vote either on the first day or the first Sunday. A lot of times, I'll vote right after church, go by the county facility over there on Beckley. Is that where you always there. vote? That's I'll probably ninety percent of the time. If I early, that's where I always early vote. If I vote on election day, I'll go to my precinct. But generally, I vote there on uh, for early voting. Yeah, isn't that funny? I, I always, I have for years
0: ever since uh, I was working for Chairman Branch. I vote early at Our Redeemer Lutheran up there on Park Lane because I'm usually standing out there. And so I'll flip my shirt inside out, go see <laughs> the great Jeannie O'Neill, the great election judge up there. Jeannie, if you're listening, hello. Uh, thank you for all you do. And uh, go cast my, cast my vote. And then I come back out turn my shirt back inside out and hold a sign and either stand in the freezing cold or the beat down sun and uh, you know support my candidate
1: well i think the main thing that is the theme running through this portion of our show is that we vote and so we know that most of the people who listen to this podcast are also probably voters but let's all go out grab somebody that doesn't vote. Let's encourage people to get out and vote. It is our civic duty and it is something that we should not take lightly. Speaking of which, we have a a, a lot of city council elections going um, and one of the ones that we are following obviously is involving another client of ours Jennifer Starback Gates and she joined us on our podcast.
0: Yeah, it was exciting to have Jennifer in the studio. Uh, she's she's a friend, and you know I've really uh, l- liked seeing what she's done as a city councilwoman. She's of course running for her fourth and final term, as she'll be term limited after this round. Uh, you know w- when she's successful in her reelection bid, she'll be term limited. But you know she's got such an interesting district. Obviously, um, uh, she's got some of the Preston Hollow area, but she's also got. The Vickery Meadows area, and she's been a leader, and we'll get into this on the interview a little bit, I think, but we will, uh, you know, discuss her leadership through the Ebola crisis and, uh, you know, breaking ground on a new library for Vickery Meadows, and so just some interesting. Uh, she's done a lot of interesting stuff during her time
1: down there. Well, she's always a thoughtful voice around the horseshoe. I had an opportunity to work with her some while I was down at city County, city uh, city hall myself, so I got to see that up close and personal. And over the last six years, she has really been a strong voice for public safety and just for thoughtful leadership. So um, I'm really excited about the time we had to spend with Councilmember Gates. So right after this quick break, we will come back. Sean Williams, Deconstructing Dallas, join us on the other side. Thanks. Thanks.
0: A stroke? Call 911 FAST. For more, go to strokeassociation.org. Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimbles, Sean Williams. Sean, really excited today. We're joined by our friend, City Councilwoman Jennifer Staubach-Gates. Jennifer, welcome to the show.
2: Well, thanks for having
0: me. Absolutely. So, we know you, and we're friends, and it's been great to know you and see your work on the City Council, but for those listeners who don't know you, tell us about your background because you have a really interesting background.
2: Well, I'm a Lifetime Dallas site- um, I came here as a child with my parents, obviously, uh, but my husband and I returned back to Dallas in 1990 after after college and a short stint in Houston, and we were glad to be back. It was he and I and our daughter Jessica was five at the time and started really making our life, you know, making our home in Dallas. I was. I'm a registered nurse. I went. I had my bachelor's of science in nursing. So I was at, initially when we moved back to Dallas. I was working at UT Southwestern. Uh, I was working with my little patients, were neonates, over at Parkland, and we just, you know, grounded ourselves back in Dallas with with grandparents to help with our daughter and aunts and uncles and um, and John started build, building his business and uh, and I. Was working as a nurse. I ended up being an, an, moving from there to St. Rita's and was a school nurse before our second daughter was born. And then stayed home with the girls and just became active in the community at all different levels, from um, you know being a Girl Scout leader to homeroom mom. And and then as the girls got older, I got more involved in some on some boards of some nonprofits that were related to um, either children with special needs or um, a Catholic foundation and. You know, I was I was given back at different levels, and then the opportunity six years ago came up that was an open seat, and I had been involved at local politics, just you know, just kind of an entry level through zoning cases and neighborhood associations, and uh, you know, ran for district thirteen in two thousand thirteen, and and have loved my job ever since for the last six years. So it's been great to serve.
1: Well, six years ago when you got to city hall, I was already there, (laughs) and I know it can be. a great place to be in work and sometimes it's not the greatest place to be in the work but you guys seem to do a great job but why is it that you're looking to run for re-election why are you looking to stay on?
2: Well, um, you're right. I mean, some days, some, you know, there's a lot of good days, and <laughs> overall, there's a lot more good days than right, bad days, right. though. But, you know, we, we've we had a lot of challenges over the last six years. I mean, w- within one year of taking office, um, I was faced with the Ebola crisis, which was in my district for in Vickery Meadow. That was challenging. Um, then, obviously, I was an um, inter- integral part in the... Uh, police and fire pension went on that board, so that was a real crisis for our city. Um, so I think it's, it's through those challenges and being able to move the city forward um, that you, you know, it's a sense of accomplishment. Uh, we've had we've had a lot of growth mm-hmm. and and that that is as good news that, as that is. It can also be you know painful and how how is it appropriate to grow when you're with regards to development or what areas of Dallas do you want to try to see um, the change happen uh, as well as you know everybody you know worries about all the people that have been moving into the area, the impact it has on traffic and on, you know kind of the demands on our city services. we've seen that especially with public safety and you know with le- having less officers and that's been a that's been a real challenge and how we kind of you know how we how we deal with that um, and how we you know we've had to make several changes with recruitment and retainment Um, but so it's I think it's that some of the times it's we gloss over the I mean, we get through these big issues, and we feel like, wow, we've done that. But it's really the day-to-day work that we do right. that really makes a big difference for our citizens and residents all over the city.
0: You mentioned the Ebola crisis. I remember yeah. uh, it, living it. My wife Lauren is the chief of staff for the county judge, and I know you got to know her uh, through that process right. and that that fun exercise. And um, so, uh, yeah,
2: we could write seen- books about those three weeks <laughs> yeah. in Dallas. All no of us kidding. that were on the
0: front line. No yeah. Kidding kidding, but congratulations on that. Besides some of the big issues, what do you see are some of
2: your your accomplishments during your time on the council, or some of the, some of the highlights? Well, really, it's been strengthening neighborhoods. It's working with, I've got some incredible na- neighborhood leaders, um, developing those relationships and making sure, you know, the parks and their communities are taken care of, or we've uh, this first time District 13 has had any construction of trails, so we're um, have seven miles under construction That will be opening within the next few months. Um, So, you know, working with the community—that's been—that was a challenge in some of that North Haven trail, when because four of the locations where the trail was designed to pass through, there was existing parking lots uh, that belong to churches or schools. So we had to, you know, really work with um, the neighbors that were being backed up to the trail as well as the churches or institutions to, you know, and figure that alignment. But, you know, so it's working with the community, building um, that relationship, protecting neighborhoods, uh, dealing with development opportunities. You know, I have a real strong belief in if it's zoned residential, it stays residential. But we've got aged multifamily as well as aged commercial. Commercial product mm-hmm. um, you know old shopping centers and we have to you know make sure we have that uh, you know community driven development you know yeah. we have to that there's a consensus we had Inwood and Forest and you know now we're dealing with some challenges um, on Northwest Highway you know in the PD15 where we had uh, 60 units and 60 mm-hmm. homeowners lost their uh, homes and you know it's 1948 zoning and so we've had to and it's been emotional and uh, but we've taken we've been working out it for two years and you know maybe making yeah. sure everybody's listened to but you know unfortunately there's competing interest and it's it's been a challenge and
0: <laughs> yeah, you do have a, a broad district, a diverse yeah. district. You know, it is a North Dallas district, but you have the Vickery Meadows neighborhood. You have some, you know, some challenging, unique neighborhoods uh, with with different issues. And so, you know, congratulations on on all you've accomplished, I mean, last fall you broke ground on the new Vickery Meadows Library. Right. You just, you've done a lot of good things for the district, so congratulations. Yeah, Vic-
2: Vickery Meadow is, you know, it it's a community of 110 multifamily complexes and 25,000 people yeah. in a four square miles, three and a half, four square miles, and so we've worked on a plan that's unique for Complete Streets, so when that we have funding available um, that now we have a model of how that neighborhood, you know, gets around and it's not just it's it's not bike lanes and pedestrian sidewalks and pathways it's you know we're, we're doing a, a wider type pathway shared because the kids are leaving school and in groups you know and they mm-hmm. we don't want to walk into the street on a bike path so it's it's how to, how to make that work and um we have you know complete street um adopted plan at the city but it allows for neighborhoods to make them unique for their community and so that's how you you got to work with the um the culture of the of the neighborhood you know and mm-hmm. and, and also the conditions of the neighborhood you know I have sure. I bar ditch roads over there that don't work as well as they work in Preston Hollow Preston yeah. Hollow likes the country feel roads but it's not it's not safe route to school for the kids of Vickery Meadow. Right. so we're in that conversion process and having worked again
1: with you at City Hall. Now you're a client. We get to see you in a different capacity. But from what I see, you work with the neighborhoods. You work with the community. That's one of the strengths that I've seen about you as a council member. And I think that that's what it takes to be effective in a district like yours is being able to bring people together. We don't always agree.
2: Right. Um, you know, that. I think that's the kind of... The positive side of being a local politician is you're in the community. You know, you're um, attending, you know, you're worshiping with your uh, constituents that you might be running through neighborhoods. I see them when I'm out, you know, mm-hmm. exercising, um, or, the, or at the neighborhood grocery store or wherever it might be, is you're with the community on a regular day-to-day basis. And so you, I think, are more in tune to their needs um, and their opinions. You know, they're right. very comfortable right. reaching out and letting you know and they hold you accountable so but yeah it's it's been great I've met a lot of really phenomenal people um, you know through the district but you know but you've got to remember the district's part of 14 other districts or you know we're a city so 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 much of our work is district centric but then we have to get around a horseshoe and figure out what's best for Dallas and you know working with your colleagues has been um very satisfying and finding out what's going on in their districts as well and you know because we're all obviously we have to adopt policy Mm -hmm. that impacts all of us you know and even though we have unique needs.
0: Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. We're sitting down with our friend Jennifer Staubbett Gates. We're going to take a quick break. Stick with us, we'll be right back. You know what they say, variety is the spice of life. And if you're looking for spicy, look no further than effin' hot salsas. Hey friends, it's your old pal RT here, And take it from me, if you're looking for the best variety of salsas, jellies, and other fiery concoctions, look no further than F'n Hot Salsa. F'n Hot is created with the finest peppers and hand-selected ingredients. And what's even better, F'n Hot is based right here in Dallas. And if my recommendation isn't enough, get this, F'n Hot donates 5% of their annual profits to the Special Operations Warrior Foundation. So what are you waiting for? Get to the store and pick up your own jar of Evan Hot Salsa today. It'll make you say, that's Effin Hot!
1: back, Deconstructing Dallas, Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble. We are here with Dallas City Councilmember Jennifer Gates from District 13. Continuing our conversation, I wanted to speak public safety. You know, again, I worked at the Dallas Police Department. I know how hard our uh, police officers work. I know how hard Dallas Fire Rescue works, and I know how important they are to our city. Uh, But you also get to see that up close and personal. So um, I know something a lot of people are talking about right now, and I wanted to to get your thoughts on where we are as a city as it relates to hiring, as it relates to officer recruitment and retention, because I know that's a, a really hot conversation right now, along with pension.
2: It is definitely a hot topic, and we've had you know a little increase of crime recently. And you know, one crime in your neighborhood is too much. Too much crime in your neighborhood, and especially the way people communicate now with you know next door and different kind of neighborhood apps, um, everybody hears about every incident. So it is it's concerning um, to the community and it's concerning and i'm concerned with it because i know our police force is down you know and if our first responders if we're, we've got to make sure we're taking care of them so that they can take care of our residents and they're you know their force is thin currently we're down 500 officers coming off the pension crisis we're doing a better job since we increased the salary to sixty thousand dollars with re- re- recruiting officers, we have a you know pretty healthy class in academy, and we're graduating a good group. But we also have a, a force that's uh, a little older and more senior. So we're typically losing you know two two hundred to almost two fifty a year, uh, just for being at retirement age. And we're gonna you know we're gonna have to look at ways that you know can we help with re- re- retention? Is there a bonus you know? Or something that could keep people stay a bit longer because those experienced officers are really important um, to have on the force. And making sure that we have the policies in place that they are supportive of police officers doing their work um, so it's it's gonna we're gonna have to address this kind of from all different levels we're doing lateral transfers um, to build our force back up but the morale is um we got to be concerned about we need to work um you know as a community to make them feel appreciated and m- continue to want to work in the city of dallas uh, so it is, um, I'm very proud of the fact that the police and fire associations have backed me. They know um, I've supported them and they're willing to support me and get out there and pound the pavement and walk on my behalf and um, get me reelected. So, because um, it's, you know, until we really, it's going it's to impact our response time as, as well as I think our, our crime's the lowest when we have the most officers. So.
0: Well, as a, as a city of Dallas resident with a young kiddo and another one on the way, uh, while I'm not your constituent, I am grateful for your leadership on this front to, to, you know, to try and uh, keep pressing to keep us safe, and was glad to see that the police associations you know, stuck with you and have endorsed your re-election. So um, another issue that I was really proud to see you uh, lead on that's been in the headlines recently is ethics down at City Hall. Uh, one of your former colleagues was recently sentenced for some, uh, for a, on, a, on a bribery scandal. And so, um, I know that you've been a leader on this front in in uh, advocating for ethics.
2: Right. We did some ethics reform, but uh, which you know, we, as a I think the entire council you know passed unanimously. But it's beyond that. We really have to really look at every single vote we make at, around that horseshoe, um, and that that we understand them, and that we are we're holding we hold each other accountable, and and this. Dallas County Schools and the bus arm, you know, when that came before our council, um, it was... It, I had with a couple other council members actually had sent a memo that I had was getting a lot of complaints about the way the program was run for my constituents and I had said can we have this briefed and it wasn't getting briefed it wasn't getting briefed and and then it showed up on the addendum consent on a Friday and I was like wait a minute this is the 47 year contract extension and I said this is that program that we're having issues with I mean at the time I wasn't thinking it was related to any kind of a corruption case but I was like why are we not getting briefed and so I pulled it on that Monday and we had a you know lengthy discussion about the program and I asked my council members you know can we just have this brief before we pass this you know agree to this contract and Uh, Unfortunately, you know, I couldn't convince them that that was necessary and I ended up being the lone vote against that contract extension. And then we found out, you know, several council members took uh, campaign contributions for Mm -hmm. people associated. Now, all that was legal, uh, the campaign contributions. But then there was some, you know, obviously corruption and illegal activity that happened and a lot of people have pled guilty over it. So,
1: you know, one of the issues that is really uh, big in your district specifically is Preston Center and development within Preston Center and so I wanted to just get your thoughts on the future of, of how Preston Center is developed and as well as your role uh, that you have played uh, with that
2: well we initiated um, a plan um, several years back actually the city adopted it in January of 17 we worked on it for about 18 months before that uh, without seven different neighborhood stakeholders um, and came up with a plan of how we really wanted to see Preston Center, that core, redeveloped. Uh, the parking garage is owned by the city, but there's a weird agreement. And I say weird, but it's a uh, unique in the fact that it's a declaratory judgment. So it's a legal document that the stakeholders around the parking garage actually control, uh, maintain, in the garage they control it in the sense that it's their parking requirements and so we have to have parking provided there so we we had a vision to put the garage underground and do a park on top uh, unfortunately the stakeholders that have that declaratory judgment are not supportive of that so we are as much as we'd like to all move forward with that they've made it very clear they're going to fight us legally if that the city were to try to take that action the community wanted to see some green space, so we're going to continue to work. I'm going to con- I put bond money towards it, um, and you know some we could work for other donors to come forward for green space. Uh, there hasn't been a donor that's been secured. There's been rumors that one has been secured, but I've never seen that happen. Uh, so we're going to. We're gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna continue to work with the stakeholders for the best you know, garage you know, space redevelopment. We're gonna have to ha- have parking there, but we'd like to be able to bring, make it a more walkable area, more residential um, units, um, to make it more live, work, play. You know, It's kind of max on office, so I don't, we don't wanna add any more office space since currently allowed, but there is space for residential, and that was agreed upon by all the stakeholders in the area. There's some transportation options that we can make improvements on as well. We're looking at a Texas U-turn at Northwest Highway and the tollway, and that would help with get traffic out of the business district. And you know, if you were trying to travel south,
0: you're a busy lady. I mean, <laughs> we've got public safety, we've got corruption, we've got <laughs> Preston Center. Yeah. Um, what else? I mean, what else are you planning to lead on in your in your next term, or well, what do you see on the horizon, maybe?
2: Well, it's, I think there's still a lot of work to be done in that Preston Center area mm-hmm. to get to that agreement, and then we've got to uh, get the library opened. Uh, mm-hmm. We're, you know, in the final stages of design related yep. to that. I mean, we have the we have the ceremony of groundbreaking, and the construction to start shortly. But there's, you know, those are the things that we know are in the pipeline. Um, you know, that we've got a lot of work left to do on strategizing how we're gonna pay for streets. Um, you know, we're underfunded on, you know, to, to move the, um, we have a new infrastructure management plan. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of work, just your daily, you know, <laughs> making sure that we're, the city's operating like it should be. And, you know, I hear from, uh, a handful at the minimum of citizens that are unhappy about something every day. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. they were trying to take care of usually it's their alleys or their streets. And, um, you know, I think we've made some policy changes even to the way we prioritize streets and the way that we're going to actually bid out street projects that should help make some improvements in that category. But, um, you know, I can't, I am just excited about the opportunity to keep serving, um, and, all the different diverse neighborhoods in District 13, as well as playing a part as moving our entire city forward with my colleagues. Yeah.
1: Well, we know that you're extremely busy, so we appreciate you stopping by and taking a little time out. If if people want to, you know, find out more about about your campaign or about um, some of the things you've done, how can they find you?
2: Uh, it's real easy to find me. at JenniferStaubutGates.com is a website, and on, on there is uh, email information as well as a phone number. And you know, we're happy to have people reach out to the campaign. We're still looking for some volunteers to help work the polls the week of the election or early voting, and. You know, we're, we're, we're working hard. We've we're, we've got at least one, if not two, events every day from now until Election Day, except for it is Easter.
0: Tis yeah. the season. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, that's great, Jennifer. Thank you so much for sharing some of your time, and uh, we're cheering for you, and good luck. All right. Thank you, guys.
2: I really appreciated being with you this afternoon. And that's great. Love the invitation. Thanks. Deconstructing Dallas. We'll be right back.
0: Constructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Sean, great times with Jennifer Staubach-Gates. Big thanks to her for coming in studio with us.
1: Absolutely. We are very much looking forward to Early voting to Election Day, we wish her well, um, and it is always good to see how hard she is working you know, because she really is excited about serving the people of her district. So just feeling that passion, hearing it, and having a chance to talk to her, it, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, she's she's a, a great public servant, really uh, appreciative of her time to come on, and, and good luck
1: to you, Councilwoman. So we, we had some great weather this weekend. Um, I would assume that that would have been great for hiding Easter eggs and the Easter bunny. It, it,
0: you know, it was, but at some point we actually saw the Easter bunny. Some of our neighbors uh, put on a little egg hunt uh, on Friday, and we went out there and I took, I took uh, Tabitha out there. And she then saw the Easter bunny after the Easter egg hunt. And she saw the Easter bunny walking kind of towards us. She wanted no part of it. Was this someone
1: dressed in an Is Easter Bunny somebody suit? Somebody dressed, yes, in the Easter Bunny suit. I have to say, man, I was terrified of people <laughs> dressed up in those suits. I can remember I can remember going to Six Flags one year and seeing someone dressed up in the Six Flags guy suit and walking up behind. I still have an image. I was probably four or five. When that guy turned around and looked at me with that big head or face, <laughs> Like I just cowered and ran the other yeah. way. So I am feeling... It's tea in what she's going through. I totally yeah, understand it. She is not a fan
0: of anthropomorphic creatures, Sean. <laughs> no fan. Um, but anyway, uh, so Saturday night we, we said, hey, Tabitha, uh, you got to get ready and you got to get some sleep because the bunny's coming tonight. No, Daddy. No bunny. And so, the bunny is out. We had to promise that we wouldn't even let the bunny on the front porch to deliver the gifts just to drop them off, Amazon style. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, no bunny in our house, but we did enjoy a great Easter
1: weekend. Thank you for asking. How was your Easter weekend? We had a great weekend as well. We went to Paris, Texas to celebrate. Uh, Malia likes to have Easter in Paris. And great I'd like service. to have Easter in Extended Paris. nice? <laughs> Easter in Paris. We, uh, so, we had great service at Mount Zion United Methodist Church and then went home and actually played a little basketball and after that there was an Easter egg hunt where Isaiah hid eggs for Malia and then Malia hid eggs for Isaiah. So we got that working. So just a really That's nice. And the weather was just perfect for all of that. The weather was perfect for all of that.
0: You went to... We went to Highland Park United Methodist. You know, tip of the cap to Matt Tuggle. He delivered a great sermon. We, We were in line to go to the... contemporary service it was wrapped around the block so we just decided let's call the audible and we went to traditional doggone it man it was a great service so I'd love to have Tuggle on he's a good guy maybe we can get him on Did did he go to SMU uh, he did not Okay. Shockingly. Right. Then maybe so maybe that we might can work have him out. yeah
1: because I think we <laughs> met, met our quota our SMU quota already that's right totally so um, we want to thank everybody for listening to this episode of Deconstructing Dallas we want to thank everyone who's downloaded our episodes our numbers are looking really nice but what we do need is for you to go and give us five stars on Apple Podcasts if you're listening on your iPhone on your iPad any of your Apple platforms we would love to get a five star rating as always, as well as a review You can find us on Stitcher On uh, YouTube We love to get your feedback And your comments You can find me on Twitter S-H-A-W-N P. Williams Sean P. Williams He is Ryan Trimble R. Trimble 15 This is an Allen Media production So we want to thank Mary Woodley who wants to thank Jennifer Pascoe I want to thank all of our colleagues For all the great work that they do this is Deconstructing Dallas. We have an episode waiting with former Dallas Cowboy Timmy Newsom that we have on deck. That'll be following this one very shortly. So until we hear from you again, until you hear from us, Deconstructing Dallas. Adios. <laughs>